hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. Boy, is it another day. It's Wednesday. It's also the beginning of the Republican debates tonight. And yeah. uh, there's the, uh, the well, Trump and, uh, and Tucker, uh, they're going to try to upstage Fox in the debates. And I don't think they're going to have much... Uh, much problem with that. I mean, Trump is already at, what, 62% Bill, big lead? I've been looking for that uh, article about uh, where Tucker and Trump are going to be, and I can't find anything about it. Uh, are they going to have an interview tonight? I mean, did you read anything more about this? Because I even uh, had a person from uh, from Florida email me yesterday and say, if you can let me know where they're going to be, I'd like to be, watch it, but I can't see anything about it. And... I haven't either. I I saw that they were recording something, but it didn't yeah. say where it was going to be. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, well. Well, you know, know he did. Trump said something cryptic yesterday. He said, um, "I won't be Arrest. watching the debate. I'm going to be very busy." That's what he posted on Truth Social. And I'm thinking, what do you mean very very busy? What are you going to be doing? No mention well, about where. Well, you know what? They're, they're, look, he's in Fulton County today, and uh, no, they're tomorrow, talking about him. That's tomorrow. Isn't oh, uh, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah, because and they're talking about making him a flight risk, uh, and uh, screw it, lock him up. And he's even said, yeah, they're probably going to lock him up. And he lightly uh, said, well, you know, I could just sit there and uh, you know, you know, flee the country and uh, you know, go go wine and dine with Putin. In which was a joke. You knew that. And they'll go, oh, he, he's a flight risk. He's got a jet. <laughs> well, you know what? By your, in your logic, in your world, he's always been a flight risk. So why would he show up for bail? And why would he show up for this and that and do this? You know, if, if he really thought that he did something wrong, mm -hmm. then he would be the biggest idiot in the world to fly around in his jet and campaign and knowing that he was a criminal, he's not. Think about it. Just think it through. If you had this big, luxurious jet, all the money in the world, and you were guilty of crimes, would you sit around and face the music, or would you get the hell out of Dodge? Dan Bongino suggested something interesting. And I first shook my head like, oh, that'll no, that's ridiculous. But I thought, you know what, it might be an interesting strategy. You know, Bongino says, you know what he should do? He should present himself at Fulton County tomorrow, and he should refuse to pay the bail. He said, he says, here's, here's what will happen. First of all, because he's a former president and the Secret Service have a responsibility to pr protect him anywhere, they will have to protect have to go him to in the jail. with Yes, in the jail with him. Odds are... The entire floor of the jail will be cleared out uh, because they have to protect him. They can't put him anywhere near prisoners. So, well, he, you know what they would do? They would say, "Well, thanks to Trump, we had to release all these prisoners." Well, that, that that's that's not that's not his problem. He's refusing. He would be refusing bail because he would believe that. It is unjust and unwarranted and unfair, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, and, and not only that, Bongino says, can you imagine the crowds of people that would show up in Atlanta to stand around that jail and protest what's going on? He said, that might not be a bad thing. He said, that might not be a bad thing right now. And maybe Could this Trump is just what uh, the other side needs to see. 
you know? Well, yeah, and, and and could Trump sit there and have cameras inside there and do press conferences from inside and conduct <laughs> business from inside the jail? I don't know. I, would they confiscate all that stuff? Would he have no access? I would imagine he'd have access to his attorneys. That would be one thing. And uh, I don't know as far as having computers and cell phones. Yeah. That could be a, another thing altogether. But, you know, um, he would be... He would be a political prisoner, maybe the first in our history. Think about he that is for a, a second. He is already a political prisoner. I mean, you've got the left that is sitting there going, and, and I see the, the, the news clips all the time. Well, he's got to be taken off the ballot due to the 14th Amendment, this and that and this and that. Insurrection, he he incited an insurrection. Well, let, let's back this bus up. Oh, I've heard that say. expression before, yes. All right, number one. It has never been officially declared or ruled an insurrection. It is a matter of public opinion, which is divided. Yes, you had that crap show that was on TV that wasn't a real trial. Trump was not charged. He did not get convicted of insurrection. So there's an opinion. There was an insurrection. There wasn't an insurrection. There was a protest that became a riot, but it was a friendly riot that was oversold to the well, uh, to I, America. I, I don't think the riot was caused by Trump supporters. I think Again, I'm one, of, one of these people that believes it was probably started by uh, uh, Antifa and people like that who were there to there cause trouble. Case in point, public opinion. So it's not an insurrection, not something that Trump did, and he was never officially charged with it prosecuted for it, or anything. How many so therefore, it is a violation of the Fourth Amendment to say, we're going to use that to get them off the ballot. Once you have done that, you have created an insurrection of your own sort. And what the consequences will be, whether it's civil war or anything of that nature, you know, they have pushed it too far. They have made the line in the sand. And if they walk over that, well, all bets I, my, are off. my question is: Where have you seen an insurrection where there were no sticks, there were no uh, pitchforks, there were there were no guns, there were no knives? Uh, these people were there. You saw them walking through the Capitol uh, between the rope lines, a and these yeah. people looked more like tourists than insurrectionists, and yet. They call it an insurrection. If it were an insurrection, they would have trashed the inside of the Capitol, but they walked through it with great respect. The only people who did any damage were the Capitol Police, specifically that lieutenant who gunned down Ashley Babbitt for no good reason. To this and day, I cannot believe that woman lost her life for no good reason because some, some uh, idiot decided to pull his revolver and shoot her. Some crotch weed, yeah, crotch weed. That's mm. a good name from. I mean, no, no, you're right. And, and and what has been done about it? Nothing. Nothing. No. You know, so her life became worthless in yeah. the Democratic eye, and that and they, everything the Democrats do, and listen, I was a Democrat. My family was Democratic. Some in my family still are the ones who don't pay attention to politics, just kind of, kind of go mm -hmm. along to get along. You know, they they're more interested in other things uh, than than p politics. But 
You know, the old school Democrat was all American, you know. The new school Democrat is socialist. No question about it. If you look at their party, everything they do is is socialistic. Everything they do. You, you know, if you're a Democrat listening to this show shaking your head, I I would suggest you point out to me something that they've done recently that isn't socialistic. They dropped the borders. You know, they want to pay. You're going to find out. I'm playing an audio cut uh, from Doc, from uh, Colonel McGregor uh, in a few minutes from right. the, the Tucker podcast. Uh, but he says something really interesting in it. He says, you know, the people coming across the border, the illegals mm-hmm. who come into this country get $2,200 a month. You know, the Afghan Afghans who came into our country, you know, after the Afghan war, got $2,200 right. a month. And senior citizens who worked all their lives and are on Social Security on average make $1,400 a month, which means that that the illegals get $800 a month more for doing nothing other than breaking our law more than the average senior citizen who's on Social Security. I mean, that is mind-boggling. Look at what this uh, Maui thing. Maui. People mm-hmm. lost everything. They give them seven hundred bucks. That's like groceries for two weeks. Amazing. Yeah. You asked me a question before the podcast uh-huh. uh, about Tucker and Trump. Yeah. X. Is it going to be on X? It's going to be on X as soon as they do it or have done it. Yeah. It'll be posted on the X, and so you probably have a time because tonight nine o'clock the debates they're going to try to up up and Fox. Well, you know, I think I think there's a good chance that people are going to watch President Trump. The only problem is for a lot of people, there's a convenience factor. Television, you walk over, you hit a button, bingo, you're there. Right, a lot of people, right. a lot of people don't know where to find. I mean, don't get me wrong. On average, I think Tucker does about 15 million people uh, on his podcast. I mean, it's amazing how many people who watch him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but I do think that uh, he'll have a massive audience tonight and he may he may uh, very well beat this boring debate over on uh, on Fox. You know what Fox did? Fox said, look, it, um, we don't we Trump's not going to be on the debate. So any of the surrogates who attend the debate and um go to the spin room afterwards. You know, after the debate's over, they had a spin room mm, and they go, right, I'll go right. in. Any of Trump's surrogates are not welcome. They're not welcome in the spin Fine. room. See you later, Fox. Fox you know? Fox has shown their colors, man. I I don't know. You know, every so often you get lazy as a viewer and you you kind of crawl back over to see, just to see what's on, you know, what are they covering, you know. But, Every time you, you crawl back over, Fox lets you down nowadays. You know, Fox has done it before, so I think it's time to out Fox, Fox, and just be done with it. Let them just sink down into the cesspool and become the slime that they really are, because that's what they are. Is where they want to go. Yeah. And I like Judge Jeannie, and I like a lot of people that are still there. They need to go and find new jobs on a new network, well, even if they have to take a cut and pay, if they believe in their principles. And that is a debate we're going to have a little bit later on in the show because I was taking a walk yesterday, and you know, CRN America had gone down, so I had fixed it. And I said, well, here's a good chance to sit here and listen to today's podcast and another one 
as I take my two-mile walk. And I said, wow, we're really fun to walk to. Mm-hmm. And I did some contemplating. We'll talk about that later. There's news to talk about. but uh, Well, you know, uh, I... We got we got to talk about also. We should I got to remind. We should talk about why is it that politicians let us down so much on our side too? That's another thing which we well, should talk about. Well, that'll be part of that. That'll be part of that because. But, but you mentioned Judge Janine and how you like her. She really nailed. She nailed Joe Biden yesterday for his performance in Maui. He oh, he's a narcissist. Well, yeah, he fell asleep too. She was talking with uh, I forgot her name, but she's the liberal on the five. And uh, oh yeah, and yeah, I can't I think of her about. name. And she drives. Oh, me what's nuts. her putts? Yes. Oh, what's her putts? And first you're going to hear oh, what's her putts, and then you're going to hear Judge Janine <laughs> go off on her. Listen. The thing about the ground, the hot ground. He was talking to a dog whose yeah. paws are on the ground. It's not like he's oh, saying. Oh, what to a him. guy talking about about talking so to a dog. A man are you kidding me? This are is you a kidding? guy who goes to an inferno, an inferno where a thousand people and children are missing because they cannot get any idea. They have been so destroyed. There's no odontology reports. There's no fingerprints. There's no body frames. There's nothing. That's why they can't identify everyone. And he talks to a dog and he talks about the fact that he almost lost a cat. Are you kidding me? He almost lost a cat. Jill and I know what it's like to lose. This guy has been lying from the moment he came on the political scene. He has a lack of empathy. He is egocentric. He's got a condescending smirk whenever anybody asks him a question from the press. He's lying and he's narcissistic. And you know what? It's not. He's not trying to make it feel like he's part of their misery. He's a narcissist and an egomaniac who's trying to make it about himself. And you know what? I'll bet he got more than $700 when he had that so-called fire in his house. And on the same day that Biden offered the $700 checks, they, he gave uh, Ukraine $200 million to keep. So what? I'm, uh, let me finish. So what? I want, what about the people in, 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 uh, who, in Hawaii who are saying, we're Americans, aren't we? Why aren't we getting that kind of money? The people in Kiev have already gotten in Ukraine $113 billion. $700, they don't have food, clothing, shelter, a home, and they're missing their family. Don't tell me $700 is enough. And when he says no, Corrine Jean-Pierre doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. She says Joe Biden cares about people. Corrine, explain why he said when they asked about the rising death toll, he said no comment. The bottom line is he systematically lies. He says he was Greek, he was Jewish, he was raised in a Puerto Rican community, and that uh, uh, the Charlemagne the God, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. He's just a narcissist who does not belong on the world stage. Well, I hope Judge Janine liked her job at Fox, <laughs> because I mean, talk about yeah. she just pulled no punches, and I happen to agree with her. I think that oh, I, I, I totally agree with her. You know, there's a guy that I work with alongside. Uh, he's a consultant. He always comments on the show, screaming liberal. And he was talking about the 700 bucks. And, you know, he's basically blaming it on Congress. Sorry, the $700 max uh, available uh, for immediate needs from FEMA. If anyone wants to raise it, they should talk to Congress, uh, the people who hold the purse strings. Well, it was the Democrats for a long time, but either way, that said, Biden's asking for $12 billion in relief, but hey, it's <laughs> yeah. up to Congress. Well, and then he, he, he notes a liberal website, but you know what? What about like 
the the people that are coming across the border. It wasn't Congress that's giving them those money that money. Uh, it's it's the Democrats, Joe Biden, and, and let's let's say, you know, that it's Congress that's blocking them. It was the Supreme Court that was blocking uh, because it's law that you can't sit there and repay the student debt or just pay it off and make it go away. Joe sat there and said, the hell with it. So that's your president, the hell with it. His Mr. Hell with it, he can sit there and say, you know what? This is America. Hawaiians are American. Let's give them the money that they need to get there and get, get their life going again. He didn't do that. He fell asleep at a table. He's asleep at the hey, switch. Hey, he could send in the National Guard with uh, soup kitchens and uh, and all these medical supplies. I mean, he could be doing so. He could have bulldozers in there to uh, to get rid of the debris. And we, he, I mean, he he is absolutely a waste of space. This guy. Oh, he is. Look, we have military bases within a hundred miles. They weren't even there. We didn't even send somebody over in a rowboat until. Two days after the dang thing burned to the ground. So, sorry, Mr. Hey, BJ, I got, Bill. I got one for you. You, you. you don't have a... Hey, I got one for you. This is true. This is from Will Kane. Will Kane is a member of Fox and Friends Weekend. He owns property in Maui. He owns property in Maui. So when he vacations, he goes over to Hawaii and relaxes and enjoys uh, the fruits of his efforts, right? Um he said he was over there when, I guess, when the fire started and one of the first guys to report from the fire. I, I wasn't aware of that because I don't watch Fox anymore. But he said yesterday he was talking to a drone operator, a drone operator who lives in mm -hmm. the area, a professional drone operator who was shooting video of the, the town, the, the, the destruction, the devastation. He got to. He wanted to go to what they call the hot zone, where he they all believe the fire started, and he, he said the drone the drone got to the area. And I guess when you have uh, a professional license for a professional drone, the FAA has software that can interrupt your controls, kind of take That's control true. and move you away or shut you down, put you on the ground. The FAA did that to him. He went over towards the hot zone where the fire supposedly started, and the FAA took control of his drone and shut him down. He said, and that's not all. He said a few minutes later, on his door, a knock on his door, the government agents were there asking him what he was doing and why he was flying a drone over that site. Now, if they are honest about this, if they don't want to have all these conspiracy theories out there, you would think that they would be forthright about everything. They would let everything out, put everything on the table, everything. But they're not doing that. So no. a lot of people are saying, wait a second, there's another chapter or two to this story that they're not giving us. We don't know yeah. the whole story. No, we don't. And I don't know the whole story about the wildfires. That's ah, global warming. Yeah, there's there's embers floating in the air that was carried around by a hurricane that burned up, you know, uh, La Hania and, and now is traveling around the globe. It's got Canada on fire. It's got Washington State on fire. Now, where is it? In, uh, in uh, Italy, Greece? I think they got wildfires going out of control there. Excuse me. This is starting. This, this crap is getting too deep. Too fast, and somebody is. And then, Bill, and then 
if all of that stuff doesn't doesn't make you go, hmm, then you have to ask yourself, uh, why are they pushing the COVID thing all over again? The COVID, they, they, they're telling people in certain areas, I think it was Lionsgate Pictures, big, big movie oh. company, Lionsgate. They said, uh, we're going to have all of our people wear masks now and put the COVID mandates in place in our organization. Lionsgate, okay? Yeah. I mean, when you look at their image on the screen, I want you to see the letters W-O-K-E under their graphic, okay? Because that's what they are. Also, there's a, a school down in Alabama, a historically black school that has initiated the, uh, the mandates again for masks. But here's the thing. If you look at the statistics, have you read the statistics on, the, uh, uh, on, the, on some of the news? The, st- the statistics on the COVID uh, outbreaks are like less than 5%. I mean, it is, it is minuscule. We don't have an epidemic right now. So why are they doing this? Well, I'm going to give you a story that I didn't even, I just remembered it from yesterday. Mm -hmm. We didn't even talk about this. But, you know, gas prices are going up again. They're going through the roof. And I have a, I have, I I do have a suspicion about this COVID thing that it ties into the fact that the economy is not what it's supposed to be and gas prices are going up. And so now, Good time, and we got an election too. Let's bring out the Kraken again, so that we can we can blame everything on that. And it probably went back to Trump. But how important is coal? Well, we could have a warm oh, winter. Yeah. yeah, we could have a warm winter. I was in Hunluck Creek yesterday. Hunluck Creek is uh, it's it's out in the woods, but it's you know north of where I live, and it gets cold up there. But anyway, I was out mm-hmm. you know helping a buddy, and you know he goes, "Yeah, I got to get some coal in here for." you know, warming up the, the big warehouse where he keeps all the, the equipment and everything. So, you know, it's, it's 300 and uh, what is it? 395 bucks a ton is uh, what you pay for the coal. Uh, but because we'd take the truck up, you know, mm-hmm. we can get a ton for 195, which is a damn good deal. But okay, here's the story. Now the story is, well, yeah, you guys got here in time because uh, until we get our next shipment of coal in, you guys are it. Well, what happened to all your coal? Oh, we're selling it to China at $800 a ton. China is buying all of our coal for eight and $900 a ton, double what America pays for it. Unbelievable. You know, and what gets me is people on the left will say, <laughs> that's disgusting. People on the left will say, well, you know, uh, if you had electric, you wouldn't have that problem. No, 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 no. Pull over to the side of the road, okay? Uh, where do you think the electric comes from? Well, in go many, across the Susquehanna it, River over yeah, here, they use coal. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, these a lot of these people don't go past the the plug on their car. Oh, I put electric in my car. But what they don't realize is that electricity is generated at coal-fired plants around the country. Yeah, some, some nuclear plants too, but for the most part, coal fire. You know? And, uh, All right. I, I mean, we are we are... We are in a, uh, these are the strangest of times, aren't they? When you think about it, we are living you know, in an alternate universe. It's like at some point, where did I slip through that wormhole and land up here? Holy smokes. What happened to common sense? 
you know. Well, you know, you think about it. It was PA that, that where the problem began. But, you know, everyone goes, well, we got nuclear power plants. Actually, you know, we've been shutting down nuclear power plants all over the world. And we yeah. quit building them here in the United States after Three Mile Island, which is still running. But, you know, and that one actor that went to hell, it's melting through the encasement to get into the China syndrome again. Really? So, we oh that's yeah they've been talking about that they sent things down they're going well it's not really doing what it's supposed to do and I'm like oh well there's another disaster in oh the yeah but the point is is you can't depend on nuclear energy because we're not set up for it we haven't really we've maintained as best we could the plants we have as far as I know there are no new ones some are being shut down for good yeah so coal is it now there was one time that uh, back in the 70s said well we got a 500 year supply of coal well we actually do have an abundant supply of coal but joe has given away our strategic oil all of our oil shut down everything that we've got where we have the richest area to get oil but we're no longer doing it and now we're giving away our coal and what was the first thing that joe did I like the first thing that Joe did when he became president of the United States. He closed the Keystone Pipeline deal. That would have brought oil cheaper into our country than you could ever have imagined. So you think you're sweating it out this summer? Wait until you freeze your ass off this winter. Thanks, Joe. Well, let's, <laughs> let's, let's address some of the things some of our leftist friends will say to us, okay? They're going to say, well, Oh, we have wind farms now, and we have solar energy. Well, let's talk about both of those things, all right? Oh, yeah, wind farms, Solar energy, it generates a fraction of what we need as far as energy goes in this country. I mean, a fraction. Oh, and by the way, when the sun goes down at nighttime, there's no generation of anything. It's done until the sun comes up. Uh, wind farms, wind farms, uh, those wonderful environmentally, you know, safe wind farms that are killing the whales and killing birds right and left because they're getting hit by the blades. But those things, they only generate a fraction of the power yeah. that we need. N neither of those are a viable option to what's going, what we need as a country. But Jim, aren't those, those big giant wind turbines in the sky, aren't they beautiful? Oh Don't they God. really just sit there and make make God's green earth? Since you know we are going green, you know, don't they just make it look beautiful? You know, it's a, and it's, and they they're they're full of oil and chemicals. You know, the and people, they catch fire in the sky. The people down in Martha's Vineyard, right? They they're all for the most part, you know, they're leftists. Otherwise, Barack Obama wouldn't have moved there. Trust me. I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, he's down in a community of like-minded people. So when they said, you know, we're going to put a wind farm right off the, the beaches of Martha's Vineyard, those environmentally, um, environmentally uh, forth, uh, uh, futuristic people, these people who believe that the future of the environment was wind and solar, they went ballistic. You know why? Because those wind farms were going to take away from, from their view. And also, mm -hmm. I guess I, I, I'm not aware of this, but apparently when it's really windy out, some of them make a whistling noise, you know, and they don't like well, the noise. Yeah, that's another thing. You know, those those turbines up there, yeah. they generate. Now, they put out e, uh, EMF fields, electromagnetic fields, and those can be, well, leukemia, cancer-causing uh, 
agents that are out there. Plus, there is a frequency that they generate that can cause, you know, your bill, you're making this stuff up, but, you know, start doing some research on it. They do cause certain uh, uh, conditions that, that, that are not healthy mm-hmm. if you live in the immediate area. So they're not, they, they do more harm than they do good. Plus they take up valuable real estate and resources. Um, and when you generate electricity, whether it's through wind or solar, yeah, one of the big problems is, you know, if you use it as you generate it and you don't generate it at nighttime or when the wind don't blow, what good is it? You've got to store it and allocate it. uh, And that's the problem. You know, we need to come up with a way to generate electricity that's clean, you know, very efficient and consistent to where, hey, you know, turn it on, set it and forget it. it. It does what it's supposed to do. I'm sure that there is technology out there. There should be awards for people that come up with that. But mm-hmm. uh, no, we don't care because big industry owns the coal and they don't care if you buy it or they can get $800 a ton for it to go to China because the oligarchs in the world, they're going to have their allotment of whatever they hey. need to stay warm and eat and drink water that's clean. You, my friend, you are just a minion. You are you are living under the mushroom. Didn't Nikola Tesla back about 1900 prove that you could generate electricity free, free mm-hmm. with his Tesla coil. He his whole idea was to give free energy to uh, to the masses. You'd be able to power your electric lights and other electrical devices in your home because he, he figured out a way to distribute electricity free to the masses. And of course, you know what his investors, uh, i.e., J.P. Morgan. Did yeah, as soon about as, that. As soon as they found out that they weren't going to make a profit, a massive profit on this thing, they pulled their investment. And that yeah, idea the, went by the wind. But the, the fact plan. of the matter is you mentioned about uh, having an idea, having some ingenious idea. There are ingenious. You mentioned that was it the hydrogen cell, the hydrogen battery that uh Oh well, yeah, they're, 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 that's actually out there and there are places that will fill up your hydrogen battery like a gas tank, you know, cuz the point is and that can be done within under five minutes. So you can drive a big diesel and, you know, plug into the hydrogen cell to fill it up. It's like filling gas. It's cheap. And boom, you're back on the, the road. And the by- What's the byproduct, Bill? Water. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not, it's not smoke. It's not gases. It's water. Yeah. Look, if you want to understand what it is, look up brown. Brown's gas. Brown's gas. It's made out of water. You have an anode and electrode. You basically you're taking a negative and a positive and putting it in water. Right. Uh, and you're separating the you know the 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 it's H two O. How powerful hydrogen and water. How powerful are these uh, are these batteries? These engines that run on it. I mean. Oh, can- I- could you do? I don't, could do they move buses and trucks and stuff like that right now? Yeah, they can move those. They they have trucks that uh, in California that that are going up and down the, the when, state. When you said that they fill them up in five minutes, do they fill them up with water? Is that the I'm, fuel? I'm assuming. I don't know. You know, yeah. it's a hydrogen cell, so I would imagine either it's already. You know, either the water's already been turned into hydrogen that you're pumping in there, right? Just gas. 
Or, you know, you get, I think that's what they do. I think you're pumping but in the hydrogen But here's the thing. There are, there, are so, there are other alternatives out there that we could be using that we're not using. Uh, uh, we were listening to a bit yesterday from Colonel McGregor on Tucker's most recent show, and he was talking about M1 Abrams tanks and how they use turbine engines right now, and they use the same amount of gas idling, doing nothing, not moving, as right. they use when they're racing down the street. And he said it's because they're turbine engines that were designed for airplanes, meaning they're always running at a certain rate. You know, they're, uh, he said, and, but there are other alternatives that they don't use, uh, uh, electric assist, uh, maybe even hydrogen. And I'm thinking, why aren't we doing stuff like this? Why, why is it that we see it out here, the amateurs out here, you and I, and why aren't the politicians seeing this and going, you know, we've got to make some massive changes to our government and our military, or we're going to be, we're going to be toast, you know? Um, but they don't do it. They talk. All they do is talk, um, which leads us to another topic, which I think we should, maybe we could have the uh, Colonel McGregor cut that I, I, I put together. It's a, it's a five-minute cut. It's a piece from the same uh Tucker on Twitter interview he did this week. Mm. It's a 50-minute interview. If you haven't heard it, oh, yeah. listen to the whole thing because this guy, Colonel McGregor, gives you more truth in less time than anybody I've ever seen. I mean, you know, when you listen to most politicians, they can talk for 20 minutes and don't say a blessed thing, right? Well, he gives you a lot of information. He really, really does. He, he in like In like 60 seconds... He just inundates you with facts and figures. This is Colonel uh, Douglas McGregor with Tucker on Tucker on Twitter, his most recent episode. Listen. This is, this is a no-win situation because the Russians, though they were not prepared in February 2022 for this kind of war, they are now. And they're continuing to prepare, which includes continuous mobilization. They're up to 750,000 troops in and around Ukraine. Most of them are on the outskirts, Belarusia, Western Russia, down in southern Ukraine. That number is going to rise over the next year, I would expect, to 1.2 million. And people are being reservists, being called out of universities. People are being through the military now, working in universities to become engineers, architects, mathematicians, whatever. They're being pulled out, put in uniform, and readied. Because, again, our intransigence, our demonstrated hatred and hostility for Moscow and for Russia, has convinced the Russian people, as well as the leadership in Moscow, that they are going to have to fight us and anyone who is allied with us. So they're preparing for that eventuality. That's why it's so important that we have to wake up, understand what we've done has backfired. Whatever we set out to achieve has failed. What we need to do now is stop this and come to a settlement that we may not like, but it needs to happen and soon before this thing is out of control. Eventually, you keep this up within the next six, eight months, you'll see hundreds of thousands of Russian troops on the Polish border. That is not what we set out to achieve. Uh, no, it's a terrifying disaster. At what cost do you think uh, to the United States? 
what the latest the latest uh, estimates since 2001 spending including the spending in ukraine all the military spending designed to support these interventions conflicts wars whatever you want to call them about 14 trillion dollars now that 14 trillion is largely debt financed so then you have to move from the 14 trillion to where we stand now in national sovereign debt which of course i know the the economic luminaries think is meaningless but you have 130 million workers and you look at those figures and suddenly you realize that every uh, adult male or woman in the united states who works for a living has to, has a debt hanging over them of roughly 200 240,000 dollars in order to deal with what the 14 trillion have added to the national sovereign debt and this is this is part of the part of the issue that people are walking away from this war for good reasons look the average american earns about $31,000 a year that's it uh, the average American pays about $16,600 a year. Now, the people in Congress, this doesn't affect them or, the, or in the Hill or inside the Beltway. We're talking about the, the real Americans who live out there who scratching out a living. Keep in mind that a person who works all his life and then tries to draw on Social Security can expect a monthly payment of probably $1,400 if they're lucky. $1,400. We hand every alleged asylum seeker, illegal migrant pouring into the border in Texas or wherever else, we hand them when they get there $2,200. And we put them on that $2,200 diet from there on out per month. Yet somebody who works all his life, retires and draws Social Security gets $1,400. The Afghans who are hanging on to the planes in Kabul trying to come to the United States. When they arrived, they received $2,200 a month. Now, if you can make sense out of this, please try, because I don't think most Americans can make sense out of this at all. And that's one of the reasons people have said, not because they know anything about Ukraine. Most Americans don't. If they knew anything about the history of Eastern Europe, they would all say, get out because the wars and the blood and the hatred that have been characterized to that part of the world for hundreds of years is something we can't sort out. We can't fix it. We shouldn't try to arbitrate it. We don't know anything about it. We shouldn't be in this, is the bottom line. I think Americans have figured that out, but now they're beginning to look at the numbers and the figures and they say, what happened to consent by the government? Instead, we have contempt for the government. Whatever the governed want, they don't get. Who gets it? Well, the, the donors get what they want. You know, somebody was joking the other day and said, you know, Doug, if uh, the donors were cannibals, they'd feed the American people to them. That's, that's the attitude in Washington, D.C. What's the donor want? Give me more money. It, it's, a, it's a catastrophe. It's the destruction of our whole republic. I don't think people realize how far gone things are. A lot of Americans sense it. And I think we're, we're on the path to some sort of national come to Jesus moment where we're, we're tired of being the contemptibles. We, we want to have a say in what our government does. And we, we really don't have it. You know, you got to listen to Douglas McGregor. He's on with Tucker this week right. on uh, Tucker on Twitter. I was thinking, you know, when these people come across our border, 
I'll mm. bet you they. I bet you they haven't made twenty two hundred dollars a month. Many of them, it, ever, ever, ever. You know. So it's like let alone a year. It's like they they hit the lottery. Why wouldn't they come across the border? Free mm. money, free housing. You don't have to get a job because odds are you can't get employed legally anyway. So they'll just keep handing you a check for free. Well, like I said the other day when I was in one of the shopping malls in Massachusetts a couple of weeks ago and I was sitting there just waiting for my family to finish their shopping, I was noticing that most of the people were speaking Spanish. Oh, yeah. I had that situation at uh, at a store the other day, and I I really don't want to go into it, but, uh, you know, I was waiting around to get an oil change. Yeah. And there was one couple ahead of me of color, and, uh, you know, but they were speaking in Spanish. Now, they were doing it deliberately because they were were arguing amongst themselves. Yeah. And they didn't want anyone else to know what they were talking about, although it was pretty obvious. Uh, they were debating whether they how to get their tires rotated. It was the same <laughs> price to rotate one tire, all four. Yeah. Uh, okay, but this was a 45-minute conversation while I'm standing there waiting to get an oil change. Long story short, they they were obviously, they'd turn to the clerk and talk in English. Their, their son would talk in English to them. But then they would debate amongst themselves in, you know, Spanish is yeah. what they were doing because they, they happened to know it. And then they would look at other people that were, you know, and, you know, it was obvious they were saying derogatory things, a few words I knew. And uh, I'm like going, how rude, how ignorant, how racist of them to do that. You know, nobody really cared about your conversation until you made it poignantly obvious that you were yeah. doing something and talking about them. And your conversation was stupid. Get your freaking tires and, rotated. And by the way, the, the there, was the there are a number of people in this country who are bilingual. I just want you to know that. Who can actually understand what an idiot you're making, what a fool you're making of yourself. But, you know, I was thinking, we've turned down the temperature on the melting pot. It ain't melting anymore. You know, you you call a bank or someplace nowadays, you hear the instructions in English or Spanish. You call your internet company, you hear the instructions in English and Spanish. You know, when I, so, when my, when I was a kid or my parents, even them, when they were kids, their neighbors who were French came down from Canada. The language came, here. Yeah. They came down from Canada or they came from Italy or they came from Portugal, a lot of Portuguese in Southeastern Massachusetts. They came to this country. The first thing they did they learned to speak the language. And, you know, maybe some of them didn't speak it all that well in the beginning, but they kept working at it, and they got it down, and they blended and melted in. And and even they you know what? are angry now. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, they're they're mad too. Yeah. So uh, it's – it's but I thought we won wars and we won rights for democracy, but apparently we have a set of people that are giving it up. But I took a walk yesterday, and – uh you know, I've been on this health kick, and I, you know, was listening to the podcast. I was going, "Well, it sounds good," but you know, when you walk, do you ever contemplate or think about different things? Oh, all the time, yeah. Uh, you know, and I mentioned this before the show. I don't know if now's a good time to do it or not, but it was a fun debate before the show, so this ought to be sure. fun. But you know, I sat there and I said, "Wow, you know, in 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 a really strange world, what would you do? What would you do, Jim, if uh, you know you get a ring on the phone or a at the door?" Mr. Harrington, yeah, we're with the Biden administration. Look, we've listened to the podcast. We don't believe a thing you're saying, but you know what? You're one hell of a marketer. And 
we're going to pay you $25 million, take care of your family, and uh, all we want you to do is put a smile on on the Biden administration and make them look I would become really good. I would become indignant. I would say, sir, do you think I'm a man with no standards that you can walk in here and say, how much? How much was that? $25 million? Wait a second. Wait, hold it. <laughs> No, I I'd like to think that I would have more of a uh, a firm stance on my my position, but I do think that there are a lot of people who go yeah. to Washington, for example, and and uh, they are met with this for real. You know, they'll go down yeah. to Washington and they're really articulate, and they seem like they're going to be the next great uh, Mister Smith goes to Washington character. He's they're going to stand out and stand for something, and then some pack organization will come along. You know, some political action committee will come along and say, "Yeah, we'd like to uh, we'd like to donate to your whatever. We'd like to give you an endowment of so many do- several million dollars for you to." Uh, to, and maybe along the way you might uh, you might adjust your position on certain things. Wink, wink, and and none, that none, yeah yeah that's how I think it happens all the time in that swamp they call Washington. Yeah, and, if you've got something they want, yep, you know they can take care of your kids. That you know they can do for you what you can't do for your kids. Oh, what 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 school do you want to send your kids to? You want to go to what exactly? School? Yeah, yeah, you know so. You know, where are your values? I mean, well, let's face it. I mean, God is forgiving. He forgives all. You know, you have sinned. You can ask for forgiveness, and and he will forgive you. So with that knowledge, how good of a Christian are you? I'd like to think I'm a pretty good one, but I'm, I'm a work in progress. I'm a work <laughs> in progress. I'd like, right, to think the, that, I'd like to think that I, uh, I wouldn't fold uh, like a cheap suit, but, you know, Tempt- temptation, temptation is tough. And and what's the old saying? Every man has a price. And you know what? America's price is pretty cheap and low. As long as you get out of bed in the morning, you feel okay. You have something there to eat. And you can go about your day unencumbered. Life under the mushroom isn't so bad. So when we sit here and scream, wake up, America. Well, you did wake up. You just don't care because you're comfortable with the pittance that you have right now, and you don't look beyond today to see tomorrow, next week, or next month, because there really is no consequence for you immediately. Johnny Reese is a major league pitcher who always had a talent for striking people out. Teams fell over themselves trying to recruit the young man with the menacing fastball. But baseball isn't his only talent. He's also a major league hitman, a contract killer who likes his work. Reese does more than strike opponents out. He eliminates them all together. Retired New York City detective Jack Kane has come to Pittsburgh to find a killer and squeeze play by Jim Harrington is the story about what happens when these two alpha males meet and go head to head. It's a great weekend read. Squeeze Play from Dover and Blackstone Media, LLC. It's available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and many other great online book sites. Or visit It'sAnotherDay.com and click on our link at the top of the page. 
When it comes to mysteries and a great read, Squeeze Play is a grand slam. Hey, you can contact us here anytime you want to. Our phone number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. And there's mail at itsanotherday.com. Maybe we said something that sparked some interest today that mm-hmm. you've got to comment on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might want to send us an email because you know what? Actually, even when people post a comment positive or derogatory, I do read them because I feel that people at least... They have a voice. They should be heard. I may not agree with what you have to say, but I will at least look at it and mm-hmm. say, uh-huh, what an idiot. No, I don't say that. But... <laughs> hey, uh, the, the, the debate is tonight, and everybody's yeah. saying the debate is for who is in second place. Who, it's, like, it's like they're running for vice president. Now, I don't know why Chris Christie is in there. I think he's a flamethrower. He's just there to cause He's problems. He's the Pillsbury Doughboy. Come on. I you think, don't like the Pillsbury Doughboy? Asa Hutchinson <laughs> has about as much chance. Asa Hutchinson has about as much chance winning the presidency as I do. As a matter of fact, I may have a better chance because I'm not as nasty as these guys are sometimes. I mean, uh, Asa Hutchinson, I used to like him. He has a nice smile. He looks nice on camera. When you listen to this guy talk right now, there's two words that come to mind. Deep state. And I think about what you were just talking about a little while ago about uh, financing and money. I think that plays mm. uh, that plays a lot into uh, uh, th- this whole equation here. I think guys like Chris Christie, you got to ask yourself, what in God's name reason is he running for why is he doesn't he know doesn't he know he's not going to win i mean look around trump has 65 percent and you have two percent uh you you don't it doesn't look too good for you but i do think what you just said is true i think it's money there are people out there who are paying these troublemakers to go out there and do this you know to stir up the water to uh Throw chum in the water, you know, to, to cause a- They're getting paid and they have no consequence yep. to worry about. They're, they don't have to worry about suffering uh, from, they don't have to answer for the crime they commit because they're being paid to commit it. Yeah. But, you know, Ron DeSantis does- caused a, he got in a lot of trouble uh, with a comment he made a couple of days ago. Uh, I don't know if you heard it. This is what he said. Listen. Um, a, a rhino or not. And so you could be the most conservative person since sliced bread. Unless you're kissing his rear end, they will somehow call you a rhino. So you're not rooted in principle. Uh, if all we are is listless vessels that's just supposed to follow, you know, whatever happens to come down the pike on Truth Social every morning. That's Ron DeSantis. You hear the comment he made? I mean, yeah. it, go, it goes on and on, but uh, I'm going to play it one more time in case you missed it. Um, a, a rhino or not. And so you could be the most conservative person since sliced bread. Unless you're kissing his rear end, they will somehow call you a rhino. So you're not rooted in principle. Uh, if all we are is listless vessels that's just supposed to follow, you know, whatever happens to come down the pike on Truth Social every morning, th- that's not going to be a durable movement. That line about listless vessels. It, it caused a lot of problems. A lot of people said, wait a second. That, that reminded people of uh, Hillary Clinton's. Half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. <laughs> right? The 
racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. Enough, Hillary, enough. I mean, it's, it's, tough, it's tough hearing that even years later, right? I mean, it's like, oh, gag me. But you think that DeSantis would, and he's a smart guy, yeah, but I do think things like uh, the, the, the stress and the long hours you put on, I think there's a certain wear on these candidates, and they're not thinking as clearly. When he says to be the most conservative person since sliced bread, unless you're kissing his rear end, they will somehow call you a rhino. So you're not rooted in principle uh, if all we are is listless vessels. That listless vessels. That's the term. Listless vessels. I never thought of myself as a listless vessel, but <laughs> apparently I guess I guess I kind of am if uh, yeah, if I, I mean, follow President Trump. You got to be careful saying saying that you could come up with a lispy uh, vessel, <laughs> uh, which is a whole different yes, category. It, it, sounds, all, all it does indeed, yes. But you know, you mentioned the Clintons; uh, they're back now. You know, they can't. They're, they're, they they know that their political careers are overrunning, uh, so they're they're back with the uh, Clinton Global Initiative, so they can get more donations and raise funds. Now, well, what's your problem with that, Bill? Well, here's a piece of legislation that somebody should do. And if not, I, maybe I'm going to run for president as a write-in candidate because I can raise money. Uh, the deal is when you generate that kind of money uh, for whatever cause there is, whatever you have left over is yours to keep. Uh, Jim Harrington decides to run for president and collects donations, and he failed. Didn't make it in. Well, after he pays his bills, all that money is his. Mm -hmm. So you ask why Chris Christie's doing it. It is a money grab. There's a lot of people out th that are in it for the donations and they're going to keep their staff small and they're you're going why they got all that money why aren't why aren't they engaging because they want to keep all that money so legislation time anybody that does something like that the clinton initiative mm -hmm. or runs for political office you did your thing you ran you did your your drive but you ran for office it didn't win you pay your staff and the the spoils, what's left of that money, right. goes to charity. Well, you then, then a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, these clowns would not no, run. They, they'd, they'd open up a charity. They'd have some kind of a no. Charity. They cannot. No. 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 Okay. No. Okay. It's not up to them to decide right. where it goes. Oh, oh, it goes in a charity. Like a pool. blind, oh, like a blind trust thing where they. They would have no control over it. Well, no control. You know, it's you know what the chances of that passing Congress are? Uh, uh, slim and none. I mean, you know that it ain't going to happen. You're asking the the villains to police themselves. No, no, no. That's you'll never no, see. But that I'm one. saying that's where that money should go. How else do you explain Obama with his Martha Vineyard property, his 18 or $26 million property in Massachusetts, $18.5 million uh, in Hawaii that didn't get burned, by the way. You know, you got all these properties. How do you explain Joe Biden? Oh, yeah, well, he's written books and he does uh, public speaking engagements. Really? He can't oh, get Net a fly to show up at Net a freaking rally. Netflix gave him $60 million for one yeah. of his, and, and people said, ooh, what's he going to do? Ooh, what a, that stuff's you know got up. <laughs> you know what? He did nothing. He, I think, I think they had one documentary about Michelle. They said it, it really watching paint dry was much more interesting and exciting than this documentary. I mean, it went over like a pregnant pole vaulter. 
you know, like screen doors on a submarine. It went over. Oh. It went over like uh, it went over like biological gas in church. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say yeah. it, it was yeah, uh, like a fart in church. Oh, okay, oh yes, that's <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, people look, you know, with what's on YouTube and everything else, that word is. I'd like okay. to think that we hold ourselves to a higher standard. But oh that, yeah, that's and just thank me. you, Johnny Fever. Didn't you say booger once on the air? Too? I don't know. <laughs> Hey, um, I know, got fired for a lot less than booger. I can tell you. I, so, that. so this next two days, right? We have the debate tonight, but as soon as the the debate is over, and when it stinks like a bad, like bad fish, okay, and it will stink. It will be boring. Mm. It's gonna have it's gonna have terrible uh, view re- reviews tonight. I just know it because no one is going to. No one is going to say anything exciting or earth-shattering. I mean, they may attack Trump, but Trump is going to be over on Twitter, and everybody's going to be going over and watching him. Maybe maybe he and Tucker, maybe their whole uh, program will be watching the debate and then answering them in real time. You know, that could be uh, an interesting approach. Well, that, that could be. Or, yeah, you know what? President Trump could do the debate. But they he could, could do sit it, there and yeah. do that. And then they just cut they cut off so and so and he answers the question. Yeah. And he answers every question and leaves them out the hang and dry. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be that well, would you know, be we, beautiful. I'll, I'll be but, I'll be looking at that tonight. Um yeah, that that'll be interesting because yeah, if they did that, maybe maybe they haven't thought of it and they But we tomorrow, do know that certain people listen, but, you but, know. But tomorrow, Bill, tomorrow when he presents himself, that's going to be the news. That is going to suck up all the oxygen from everything else this week because the Mm. media wants you to think that Trump is a criminal. He's presenting himself for arrest at Fulton County Jail. Do you know... Do you know that they could indict you and me? I mean, I've never, I haven't been to Atlanta since I was in uh, the military and I was flying into Atlanta. No, I take that back. I, I did well, change planes there once uh, at the airport. And, uh, uh, but the fact of the matter is, they can then indict anybody, but they're going to make it sound like he's um, John Dillinger and they got him, you know? Okay. He's indicted for a phone call. We need to find 11,780 votes which is something the Democrats have done in every election they've lost. Let's go back and look at those votes and see where we lost and see if we can flip those votes or see if there was a mistake. Okay, that is a legit conversation. He is being uh, charged with, well, wait a minute. He was never convicted of or charged with insurrection. So how can you sit there and use January 6th to bring him up and say, well, this is all racketeering? These are, as they say, trumped-up charges. Hey, They're fake. They said he complained about losing the election, like he had no right to claim that he lost the election, like the Democrats have never said that. Is he the legitimate governor-elect of Georgia? He is the person who won an adequate number of votes but that's to not, become the governor. Of with, all, with all due respect, and I respect where you're coming from, and I respect the, the issues that you're raising, you're not answering the question. Do you think it was, I am, I, no, do, I, I, would I not he, do it? You're not using the word legitimate. Is he the legitimate governor-elect of Georgia? He is the legal governor of Georgia. And, and here's the thing, Jake, I want to be very clear. Words have meaning. And I've spent my lifetime not only as an attorney, but as a writer. And I'm very careful with the words I choose. And yes, when he takes the oath of office, he will be the legal governor of the state of Georgia. He is the legal victor. But what you are looking for me to say is that there was no compromise of our democracy and that there should be some political compromise in the language I use. And that's not right. 
what's not right is saying that something was done properly when it was not. I will never deny the legal the legal permature that says that he is in this position. And I pray for his success. But will I say that this election was not tainted, was not a disinvestment and a disenfranchisement of thousands of voters? I will not say that. That's Stacey Abrams when she was running yeah. for governor. And, and, you know, did they indict her for saying what she just said? Because uh-huh. she did exactly she did exactly what Trump has done, said it was an illegal election. They should have indicted her. No, they gave her book deals. They gave her parts on Star Trek. They applauded her. Oh, she was her. terrible on that. Yeah, she was president of the universe. galaxy. Galaxy. Or yeah. universe. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. Yes. She was president in her own mind of something. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, she looked good, though, flying in that spaceship. It was very appropriate. Oh, um, she looked like the mothership there, you know, <laughs> just never mind. Anyway. Um, and her moo-moo. Uh, and, uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, week. Uh, I d- you got to wonder, Bonchino's putting out there that that proposal, why don't you not pay the uh, bail, the 200000 by the way, 200000 even though he can afford it. The fact of the matter, he has to pay any bail at all. He's the most recognized man in the world, maybe. He's no flight risk. Where can he go and mm-hmm. hide? I mean, he could go to Timbuktu and they'll recognize him there. So, I mean, they're just doing this to embarrass him because they want to. Some schmuck. I love that term. You got to love Yiddish. And when the, the words sound like what they mean, you know, that schmuck judge down in Fulton County uh, who who he's going to show Trump, you know, uh, $200,000. in bail. If I were that judge, I would have said, look, it, this is a nonsensical indictment. I'm dismissing it right here. Case closed. Have a nice day. But, you know, they're all in on it. Jonathan Turley had some comments about What's going to happen tomorrow in this whole indictment down in Fulton County? It's excessive, and I think it's also dangerous. It it essentially criminalizes challenges to elections. There's no sort of limiting principle in this document. You know, they are charging things like the president saying publicly we need to have a recount. That's Jonathan Turley. He's a liberal. He's a Georgetown University law professor. He's not speaking as a partisan on, on our side. He's just speaking as an American. It's uh, it's dangerous what they're doing down there. They're playing games with the Constitution. They shouldn't do it. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think we've done it. Uh, it's uh, it's a wrap. Well, we did it all right. <laughs> yeah. If you want to uh, call us, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. As you normally do when we end the show, uh, I think you should... Uh, you should do this time now. I, this should not be an exception. I think you should step up to the microphone. I think you should vibrate your cricoid. Yes, and I think you should say, Hasta la vista, baby! We're out of here! A terrorist sleeper cell has plans to detonate a suitcase nuclear device while the president and the Israeli Prime Minister are making an appearance at the Convention Center in Pittsburgh. Can a retired New York City cop stop it from happening? If the cop is Jack Kane, then it's got a good chance. Strike at the Giant, a Jack Kane mystery by Jim Harrington, is a page-turner that will keep you riveted from cover to cover. Strike at the Giant, a Jack Kane mystery from Dover and Blackstone Media, LLC, is available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, 
and many other great online book sites. Or visit itsanotherday.com and click on our link at the top of the page. When it comes to mysteries and a great read, Strike of the Giant is all you need. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>